You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What are the best and worst matchups for fantasy football in the early half games of week number seven in the NFL, starting with Thursday Night Football? It's time to find out right here, right now, as we begin another edition of Lock On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Go to the site to get my signature columns every week. That would be my picks against the spread that are up, as well as my start sit column there, the decider that's up there for Week 7. Comprehensive look through all the games, the players you need to know. We know we have uh, six teams on bye this week, so we're in bi-week Armageddon and we got to make all the right decisions with our lineups and maybe play some players that we normally wouldn't think about playing but we're just trying to put together enough points to beat our opponent because we know a lot of other teams in our league are battling this too so just finding enough ways to overcome the attrition and put in a winning lineup and uh, good news here on this front I've overcome some attrition I was uh, under the weather here the past few shows but we're good to go here and uh we're happy. Uh, I'm off the uh, questionable list for this show, and we will also find out a little bit uh, more about uh, the injuries that you have to keep track of here. We'll, of course, uh, go in-depth on those for the Sunday and Monday games on Lineup Friday when we look at DFS and our injury updates. It is Matchup Wednesday, so we'll break down six games on the show, and then we'll do the back half of seven games tomorrow on Matchup Thursday. Thanks for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. And I also am proud to tell you that this episode of Lockdown Fantasy Football is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been there as more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. Big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. All right, let's... Uh, dive in here to the show and uh, we'll start with the Thursday night game and we waited a little bit to uh, record because we wanted to find out a little bit more about the situation with the Browns but it is pretty bad we found out that Baker Mayfield is also not going to be playing this game so no Baker Mayfield he's got the left shoulder injury so Case Keenum revenge game against the Broncos Uh, a couple years ago he started every game for Denver so Case Keenum gets in there, and he's getting the nod here. So no Nick Chubb. Kareem Hunt is going to be out as well. Short turnaround with the calf injuries there. Hunt probably going to miss multiple games. Hopefully Chubb can be back here after this one. They don't have a bye to really late week 13. So, yeah, bad break for the Browns. So Dearness Johnson is going to lead this backfield. You'll also see some Demetric Felton. He's a Bit of a hybrid running back wide receiver, but Dernis Johnson going to get the majority of the touches here. Felton was hardly used there 
last week. Really, they went all hunt and maybe wore hunt down a little bit in that game. And finally, he succumbed against the Cardinals, and uh, he got hurt as well. So when you have Chubb and Hunt healthy together, it keeps both of them healthy. But one once one is gone, it puts the other in risk, and that's what we saw. So Dernish Johnson, if you need somebody, plug him in as an RB2. He's going to get the volume. The Broncos matchup isn't the greatest, but we saw Josh Jacobs have some success, enough success in fantasy last week. So if he gets a touchdown, you're good to go here probably with Dernish Johnson's value here. So, yeah, that's where we're at. He was our top pickup here of the week because we know he's a plug-and-play starter here. For you, just based on volume alone, now Case Keenum, that's not really good for Odell Beckham Jr. We already were lukewarm in this matchup going in. Broncos secondary is pretty good with some of the veterans they have and the rookie Pat Sertan there. So, yeah, not feeling it with anything in the Browns other than that, really. Uh, the tight ends are just hard to read between Austin Hooper and David Njoku. Donovan Peoples-Jones having the big game with a couple touchdowns, including the Hail Mary pass from Mayfield, but now Keenum's in there, so they're going to try to grind this game. It's going to be low scoring. The Browns are still favored in this one by the latest odds here. Minus two is the spread. So not looking all that great here for the Browns. And the, the bigger issue here is that, look, the Browns and uh, what they have is very questionable elsewhere in the passing game. So we're just not going to go there. So I'm, I'm just going straight up here with Dearness Johnson. Not going anywhere. If you need to play the Browns defense, you can do that as well. We're not expecting a lot of points from the Denver side of things either, 41 and a half. So, really, I don't like a lot on Denver. I don't like the running backs. They're splitting the work. The Browns defense is pretty good here. So, it's hard extracting value from Gordon or Williams. They're pretty much dependent on the, the veteran Melvin or the rookie Javante putting up a touchdown there because the splits are so frustrating. They don't really use any of them in the passing game as much as he wants. So, yeah, I'm going to avoid Gordon and Williams in this one. I can't go there. I think if I'm playing someone, it's Cortland Sutton. Don't really want to play Teddy Bridgewater in a short notice uh, week here. So, yeah, not going in that direction here with uh, Cleveland. So, it's uh, it's tough. But uh, overall, again, Cortland Sutton and Dearness Johnson might be the only place I go. And then the defense is too the Browns and the Broncos, because I think this game is going to be ugly, not good for fantasy. Uh, might be a game that you want to skip playing for, for a DraftKings uh, showdown or a FanDuel one game. I, I think it's a game that not going to be too exciting. You also might find that challenging to extract enough value if it's a low-scoring game, knowing that if you pick the right players, you can win. So enter that at your own risk. But for season long, again, Johnson, Sutton, the defense is nothing else here for me this week. <clears throat> All right. Let's move on to the next game involving two teams from the AFC, not AFC North, not one, but two. The Steelers are on a bye, so these are all the teams in this division playing in week seven. The Ravens are six-point favorites at home. I do like the Bengals to go in there and make this competitive. It's a 47 over under, kind of lower than I expected. I think part of it is the Bengals' defense and the Ravens' defense are playing pretty well right now. The Ravens really shut down the Chargers. The Bengals went into Detroit and just – Really didn't give up anything there. So good momentum defensively. That said, I think this is going to be a very offensive game. These teams know each other very well. They've played some high-scoring games in the past. So all your principles in. Lamar Jackson, high in QB1. Same thing with Joe Burrow. <clears throat> On the running game side, that's the hard part for the Ravens. We're not sure about Latavius Murray, but we're expecting to miss this game. But then we're not sure how it's going to play out between Tyson Williams and Devonta Freeman and Le'Veon Bell. 
Yeah, so it's not looking good here. So if I'm going to go with one, I would say Freeman. He looked the best last week, but that's just a hunch based on the hot hand. But, again, this could be just a throwing game where the Bengals are pretty decent against the run. They could take that away and just make this a shootout. So Mar Jackson, QB1, higher end. Same thing with Burrow. Mark Andrews uh, locked in as a high-end tight end one right there with Travis Kelsey this week in this matchup. Marquise Brown rebounds in this one. Rashad Bateman, I would pump the brakes on. I know there's been a lot of buzz and picking him up, and yeah, he's worthy. He's a very talented first-round pick from Minnesota. He's back healthy. They're using him pretty well in this offense, but really, I can't go there quite yet because, again, I think they can do plenty of damage with Andrews and Brown this game. So <clears throat> Brown, I think, bumps up into a solid wide receiver, two with Bullet upside this week and you have uh andrews doing his thing he's been on fire the past two weeks and that's not going to change here they're really locked and loaded together andrews and jackson so we like that i would not play the ravens defense in this one again if you need to start running back go with freeman if you are desperate here and we could be in a bye week situation reluctant uh, recommendation there because just going by what we saw last week, I don't think Le'Veon Bell is going to be an expanded role. Freeman has been in the offense a little bit more, so that's would would where it would take us again. Bateman not ready to go there quite yet. For Cincinnati, I'm not going with Tyler Boyd, but I do really like the two outside receivers, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. So just like Andrews and Browns on the other side, I think Chase and Higgins have nice games against the secondary. I know last week Keenan Allen and Mike Williams were shut down, but Joe Burrow, I think, is playing better overall. Hot take, I know, than Justin Herbert, but he's been more consistent than Herbert. Herbert's been up and down on the roller coaster, while Burrow is not going to mind abandoning the run and throw here. I do like Joe Mixon to get it done here with volume. Let's hope he stays involved in the passing game. I think he always has a good chance to score. He's had a pretty decent success against the Ravens in the past, so maybe tough sledding in the traditional running game for Mixon, but he looked really good last week coming back from the ankle injury, so... Not extending to Chris Evans, not worrying about what Samaji Pirine does coming off COVID or anything like that. So when we're looking overall, it's the Burrow, Higgins, Chase, and Mixon show here. And for the Ravens, uh, it's the Jackson, Andrews, Brown, and maybe a little bit of Freeman show there. And yeah, definitely not going to go with the Bengals defense in this one either. So I expect a higher scoring game than this 47. It's going to be rather entertaining. Two really good teams. I think the Bengals are not getting enough credit for how good they've looked early. The Ravens have been looking outstanding ever since they lost that week one game in overtime <coughs> to the Raiders. All right. Uh, so still fighting through it a little bit, but we're good to go here. We still have four more games to talk about you know, on the show. Hey, Locked On Fantasy Football fans. This is Vinny Iyer with an incredible app. Everyone who buys gas needs to know about GetUpside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back in your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to save up to 50% gallon cash back on your first tank. All right, uh, time to uh, continue the show, diving in to more of the action here, the early window action of week seven. Again, six games on this show, seven games tomorrow on Matchup. 
Thursday. Thanks for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen every day. We are free and available to you on all platforms. All right, so the next game we'll talk about, uh, not exciting either. We're not breaking those big shootouts quite yet. We're getting there. We have one game with a massive over-under we'll talk about in our final segment. The Giants-Panthers game, a Dave Gettleman revenge game, kind of. Matt Rule used to also be a Giants assistant coach. It's a minus three spread in favor of the visiting Panthers. It's a 43 over-under, so that's not good. (laughs) So let's look overall here with the Panthers and the their situation. Uh, Sam Darnold, can't recommend him. He's been a turnover machine. He's over-targeting DJ Moore. People are looking at that. James Bradbury knows the Panthers well, the former Panthers quarterback. So he's going to be a little bit familiar with uh, DJ Moore and what he can do. They'll probably put him on there in single coverage, give him some help here, and force Sam Darnold to go somewhere else. That's why I think Robbie Anderson will have a good game. He had a good finish to last week's game against the Vikings. It's still an ugly game overall for Darnold. So I think Anderson is the one guy that's a little bit of a deep sleeper, DFS dark throw in tournament situations, wide receiver three if you're to pinch there. More you're still playing as a wide receiver one, but just temporary expectations with Bradbury on the other side and Darnold really struggling with no Christian McCaffrey, which is the case again. And they've also said, the Panthers have declared this, that they want to be all about the running game with Chuba Hubbard, take pressure off Darnold. They're frustrated with Darnold, throwing the ball up for grabs and turning it over. They're happy with their pass protection. They need to run the ball. So Chuba Hubbard, I think, is a great play this week. Uh, I think he bumps into RB1 status. <coughs> and I think he's a great DFS play for sure with uh, what he can do here and with the volume. And, uh, again, if you were handcuffing uh, Christian McCaffrey, the results were limited at first. But he finally got them last week where Hubbard kind of looked like vintage Mike Davis from last year. So, yeah, I really like Hubbard in this game. Anderson, if you're – Desperate Baird wide receiver three is you can do a lot worse than that. More a wide receiver one that might fall into more wide receiver two category this week because of the matchup there. And uh, yeah, and, but I do see the Giants, the defensive line, getting the Panthers a few times here, limiting maybe some of their damage downfield. So that's why I think they're going to run to kind of wear down that uh, Giants front versus uh, playing to their strength, Leonard Williams, and that pass rush on the inside there for the Giants. Now, on the Giants' side of things, Daniel Jones could be playing, but I can't recommend him. The Panthers are an aggressive defense. He had three turnovers last week against the Rams. Basically, Sterling Shepard is the only reliable target he has out there with Kadarius Toney down. Uh, you have Darius Slayton not looking right. You have uh, Kenny Galladay having the knee hyperextension. You don't have Saquon Barkley in the backfield. Devontae Booker can't go there. I know the Panthers have given up some big rushing games of late, but we know those came to Ezekiel Elliott and Dalvin Cook. So they've been good against uh, more pedestrian running games, and the Giants have that with their offensive line issues, including Andrew Thomas and Ben Brennison up front. So, yeah, so nothing really I can say to go with the Giants in this game at all, except for Sterling Shepard. He's the Mr. Reliable when he's out there, and he always has a threat to get hurt again with his hamstring. But I do really like uh, Sterling Shepard to at least get it done here with volume for you as a wide receiver, three, and not a bad uh, cheap DFS option there for you on DraftKings and Fandle. All right, the next matchup we go to, the Washington football team versus the Green Bay Packers, and this is in Lambeau Field. The Packers are eight-and-a-half-point favorites, still not pushing to that 50 over-under. It's at 49 in this game. Let's start with the Washington football team because it's not very fun here. Taylor Heineke, we know, was uh, doing some numbers there 
early, but it's really come uh, unraveling here of late. He didn't really look good against the Saints, really didn't look good against the Chiefs. Those were home games. He's a little bit in over his head. The offensive line breaking down a little bit here. We talked about that with Brandon Scherf and and Samuel Cosme out on the right side. Now you have uh, the threat of Antonio Gibson missing the game, a shit injury. He's tried to play through it. It hasn't looked good here. So I think he might be out for this game. So you could have a committee of Jared Patterson, but Patterson, the game script is not going to favor the rookie. It's going to favor more of J.D. McKissick in this game. So looks like a big McKissick game. Checkdowns and whatnot. Same thing that happened with Heineke versus Patrick Mahomes is probably going to play out with Heineke versus Aaron Rodgers. So plug and play McKissick. He's going to be involved. The linebackers of the Packers are not very good. They've had some injuries there on the second level. They're going to do a lot of checkdowns. So McKissick can have a big overall scrimmage game, I think, as the garbage producer <coughs> du jour. Let's hope Terry McLaurin can at least do something here. That's what's hurt is McLaurin has kind of been bottled up, but no Jair Alexander. Kevin King's been hurting. The Packers are pretty thin at corner. If Alexander was in there and it was Heineke, I'd feel really bad about McLaurin in another tough matchup. But I feel like McLaurin will bounce back in this game. Also like Ricky Seals-Jones. So, again, I do like some of the receivers here for Heineke when you put in McKissick, McLaurin, Ricky Seals-Jones. Do I trust him as the quarterback in this one? Absolutely not. I think you can get better numbers. I think there's going to be some major turnovers from Heineke in this game as well, trying to play catch-up. He's, again, forcing the ball into coverage, holding it too long, pass protections falling. So it's going to be an ugly way to points, and I think you can do a lot better. I think you're looking at a cap of uh, maybe 260 yards for Heineke through the air with some mistakes, working mainly those three guys, which I like. That part of it that with McLaurin, McKissick, and Ricky Seals-Jones, but again, be prepared to be without Gibson here in this game. I, I think uh, that's where it's leaning right now. I mean, why does Washington want to continue to throw away things here when their season seems to be going awry? Gibson is an important player here for them. So really crossroads game for Washington. I don't think they'll play very well here as uh, maybe some things will change, especially on the defensive side for them with how terrible they've been here this season. That means good things for the Packers offense. Aaron Rodgers lock and load as a top five QB this week. Aaron Jones every week is a top five running back. You have uh, Demonte Adams. He's always near the top at wide receiver. So the triplets, am I really forcing Alan Lazard or Robert Tunyon or anyone in that? No. When the matchup is so easy, and that's the thing you have to understand, same thing with the Chiefs. When the matchup is easy, it's going to be Tyree Kill and uh, Travis Kelsey at will. And here it's going to be Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams at will. They don't really have to do much more. So maybe the guy that can incorporate a little bit is A.J. Dillon to clean up here. They should be playing with a big lead in the second half. They can run over Washington. They'll be up to a big lead with Rodgers. Aaron Jones still a little bit banged up in the ankle, so they want to rest him maybe a little bit more in the second half. Dillon has been effective as a complimentary option there to him. So, yeah, A.J. Dillon, a little sneaky play for desperate here. Bye week is an RB2 or flex play. You can look at him behind Jones. There at Adams, I just don't like any one wide receiver tight end where Rodgers is going to have to do anything when there's a good chance Adams could have like 150, 180 receiving yards, a couple touchdowns. It would not surprise me in this one. So DFS Adams is a great target. We'll talk about that more on lineup Friday for a big, big game. And Aaron Jones should have a big one as well. I could see him and Adams having multiple touchdowns in this game, both with 150 or more yards would not shock me at all. The Washington defense is that terrible, and we saw that last week against Mahomes and the Chiefs. All right, we still have two more games to talk about, including Mahomes and the Chiefs, and 
That's the big over-under game that I was talking about. Hint, hint. But we do have to remind you that this episode of Locked On Fantasy Football is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family from the community can come together. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it for sure. And McDonald's, it's a place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies and French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team or the away team can come to recharge. It's a place you always look forward to stepping and into and stopping at on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. So you got to come in to your local McDonald's. If you haven't been there for a while, it's time to reconnect to uh, just feel refreshed and uh, see a friendly face there. And uh, for me, that's what I get with my uh, hometown McDonald's. Uh, the people I know, they're really nice uh, staff there and always looking out for the community. And uh, we should look out for them and uh, hang out with them because uh, McDonald's really – is uh, about uh, your local neighborhood all the time here. And uh, where would we be without those McDonald's to right around the corner? Yeah, we'd be uh, lost uh, looking for what we need to, to get through our day sometimes. So you got to check it out, uh, McDonald's. Uh, if you haven't been back there in a while, you got, you got to. It's just uh, everything is open there, and uh, it's time to reconnect with McDonald's. McDonald's, da-da-da-da-da, I'm loving it. This episode of Locked On Fantasy Football is also brought to you by Built Bar. If you haven't tried Built Bar by now, you're missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. You have to try one of these amazing bars yourself to believe it. Most protein bars are chalky or waxy or just plain hard to choke down. A Built Bar is soft, covered in 100% chocolate. When you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience, one that you'll enjoy. In fact, you'd swear you're eating a candy bar. Built Bars are low-carb, low-calorie, low-fat, low-sugar, and high-protein. All the healthy benefits on top of just being purely delicious. So many flavors. Another thing about Built Bar, there are so many mouth-watering flavors, including coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, and cherry barcia. This month, Built is coming out with new limited-time flavors every three to four days, so check their website often. You do not want to miss out. Go to Built.com. You need some promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, uh, time to uh, continue with and close the show here. Two more matchups we'll break down, then we'll save the other seven there for matchup Thursday. Have you keep coming back here, Locked on Fantasy Football? We are no nonsense to the point. Break it down, fantasy football analysis for you every week. Progressive, we start with Roundup Monday, breaking down the games of Sunday. Pick up Tuesday, waiver wire work that we did yesterday. Matchup Wednesday, matchup Thursday, double shot of game preview and analysis. And lineup Friday where we all put in the blender and spit it out for our DFS lineups, the uh, core targeted players there. For DraftKings and FanDuel as well as injury updates, you need to know anything of note that comes out of Thursday Night Football. We do this every week, and we're glad that you're on board here with Locked on Fantasy Football. Now let's get to the point, shall we? Here's the highest uh, scoring game on the board, 57 and a half. It's a 5.5 favorite spread in favor of the Chiefs here. So Chiefs uh, going in, coming off a dominating Washington road. The Titans shocking the Bills there with a high scoring effort against that defense and out shooting uh, Josh Allen and company with Derrick Henry. So 
I expect this game to be good as well. I mean, the Chiefs' defense stinks. Titans' defense stinks. So what do we mean? Patrick Mahomes, DFS, QB1 on the board, go for him. Travis Kelsey, smash spot for him. Tyreek Hill, smash spot. This might be a chance if you're hurting at wide receiver after Miko Hardman had a nice game against a bad Washington defense that he gets involved and makes a big play. Daryl Williams looked good against Washington. Roll him out. He actually looked better than Clyde Edwards-Alaire in some situations. He's a goal line back. He could score multiple times again this week. So, yeah, roll out all your Chiefs, except their defense, this week. Mahomes and Kelsey and Hill and Williams. And if you need Hardman, you can go there this week as well. I love all of them to come through in this game. And I think this game is easily going to go over that massive point total. I know the Titans are a bit tired from Monday night, but that's only going to help uh, the Chiefs score a little more points than the Titans. In turn, score points here. Derrick Henry doesn't wear down. Derrick Henry is going to power through the Chiefs. He's the top running back on the board after a monster game against that tough Bills rushing attack. He's just a machine that keeps on going. No one can stop his uh, power and strength and speed here, especially not this Chiefs weak defense here coming into Nashville. So Derrick Henry, I love. A.J. Brown, what great usage in the second half. They moved him around. Looks like Julio Jones might be hamstrung and out. I'm not going to go there. I think this is going to be the A.J. Brown show. Good way of the Titans working inside, getting him open like week i think he'll get open outside this week he'll get open everywhere this week so aj brown we had some doubts that was a good get well game against the bills he's going to get even better here against the chiefs so the triplets are back ryan Tannehill, derrick henry aj brown am i extending beyond that no but i think again like the game against the packers i think brown and henry old school game where they both go off together Tannehill puts up pleasing numbers as well in this one yeah avoiding the titans defense again but yeah Enjoy the principles coming through. They will not disappoint in this game on both sides here. Chiefs-Titans shoot out what we want to see for fantasy football. And the final game we'll get to as we drop down 10 points to this one. It's 47.5, so actually not as, as low as I thought here. The Falcons coming off a bye and a win in London against the Jets travel to the Dolphins, who just have looked awful since they beat the Patriots in New England in Week 1. It's been terrible. Their defense has come unraveling. We thought their defense was pretty good against the pass, but Xavier Howard went on the shelf. Their pass rush has disappeared. Their corners were already underachieving. They're not very good in the middle of the field. Their linebackers are terrible. Brian Flores, I mean, come on. Put out a better effort, but we're okay with that. When we want fantasy players to perform against the Dolphins, they just have come through in every which way. So same thing with the Falcons here. Calvin Ridley coming back from the personal matter that kept him out of week Five, he's good to go here. He's going to go off here in week seven. This is going to be his best game of the season. We'll see if Howard plays. But if Howard doesn't play, I think Byron Jones is in a great position to slow down Ridley. They can also move him in the slot and work on the weakness there for the Dolphins. So, yeah, I really like Calvin Ridley in this game. Have his biggest game so far of the season. Well-rested here, uh, essentially two weeks off to get going here. I think they'll work to get him incorporated the way he should be as a number one receiver. So, Someone out there still disappointing Calvin Ridley trying to move them and try to get him before this game because he's going to go off. Kyle Pitts had a monster game against the Jets to break out there as a rookie tight end. He continues that momentum against the Dolphins. The Dolphins have no one who can cover him at linebacker and safety. So another guy that I like to target DFS. So Ridley and Pitts go off together for the first time in a game. And we've seen this happen before where Cordell Patterson and Mike Davis go off. So yeah, so Patterson technically a wide receiver if you want to use him there, RB. doesn't matter. You're getting in Cordero Patterson in your lineup. 
I don't think this is the matchup where it suddenly goes away with the Dolphins' issues there in linebacker and safety. They're going to use him as a key dog. So I like the Falcons to win this game. So on Davis, on Patterson, on Ridley, on Pitts, and that means on Matt Ryan in this game as well. So, yeah, the Falcons, I think, showed me a lot there with Arthur Smith against the Jets. And it was the Jets, but this is another bad team here. Uh, it's on the road, but it's a very comfortable spot in Miami. So the Dolphins fans are already – Starting to feel this team is uh, pretty terrible here and uh, called for Brian Flores. We'll see. I think they can rebound in time, but the Falcons are going to totally exploit them of all the principles here this week. So we'll quickly down the line here. Ridley is a wide receiver one. Pitts is a tight end one. Patterson, high-end RB2. Mike Davis, high-end RB2. Matt Ryan, solidly a QB1 this week. Not going to play the Falcons defense, however. Tua Tagovailoa looking pretty good on the other side. So as much as we've talked about the Falcons being very effective against the Dolphins, don't forget about the Falcons' defense stinks when they're not talking about the running game, and we can't trust the Dolphins' running game. Between Miles Gaskin and Malcolm Brown and Salman Ahmed, no way we can tell who's going to get the ball when and where, and the Dolphins pretty much abandoned the run last week against the Jaguars when they probably should have stuck with the run. And the Falcons are pretty good run defense with Gary Grady Jarrett as the linchpin in the middle of that, so I think the Dolphins are going to throw, 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 short to intermediate routes with no Will Fuller, maybe no Devontae Parker again. That means the Jalen Waddle, <coughs> Mike Gusecki show, fired up once again. Jalen Waddle, a wide receiver three with a wide receiver two upside this week. Once again, after scoring two touchdowns against the Jaguars, he's locked and loaded with Tagovola. Mike Gusecki in a world where George Kittle does not exist here and is not playing for us, in a world where it's Pretty much been Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews and Darren Waller. A fourth tight end must emerge. And uh, we thought it was going to be Kyle Pitts or TJ Hawkinson. Pitts has been darn good, but Mike Gusecki, what a scoring machine he's become. No longer that uh, fool's gold here in fantasy football. In a world where Mike Gusecki is producing in fantasy, that pretty much sums up the 2000. 21 season here in the NFL. But yeah, he's a tight end one pretty much every week now, especially in a great matchup like this against the linebackers and safety. Other Falcons, also not good. So a lot of stuff in the middle. Again, you really want to trust the Dolphins uh, rushing attack here a little bit. You think in theory Gaskin could be good, but again, after last week, not exploiting the Jaguars the way they should, it's really hard to go there. I mean, do that at your own risk for sure. But again, you could be stuck and might need to start a Dolphins back this week. If you need to, take your chance, but expect that you could get a zero <laughs> as well as a 80-yard, uh, one-touchdown game either way with that group. All right, so we had a lot of fun here with that game, closing it out here on the show, and it's fun. We're talking games again here on Lockdown Fantasy Football. Again, uh, thanks to McDonald's for sponsoring this show as our title sponsor. Now, uh, thanks for making uh, – Again, Locked on Fantasy Football, your first listen every day. And don't forget tomorrow, Matchup Thursday. So we got a lot of good games there through uh, the matchups on Sunday night and Monday Night Football. That would be the Colts at 49ers and the Saints and Seahawks. We'll break down all those games through those there tomorrow and Matchup Thursday. Now make your second listen to Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis. Less than 30 minutes. It's free and available on all platforms. For this edition of Locked On Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow breaking down all the games, the rest of the games, matchup Thursday.